Hi everyone, this is Olga. As you know, I've been on this journey to uh, explore how we, meaning we lawyers and we, you know, general public, have a better relationship with law, how we understand it better, how it, it serves us better, and uh, how it really provides the value that it's supposed to provide to us and to our customers. Um, and um, I, I've been uh, looking for innovative lawyers uh, and legal practitioners worldwide uh, to really find the best practices uh, to, uh, that, that uh, legal professionals can um, implement in their practices. And um, I found um, Anna, uh, she's doing something really amazing and I've seen examples of her work. Um, and uh, she's gonna show some examples today. Anna, why don't you introduce yourself? Hi, Olga. Nice to see you here. My name is Anna Polsmus-Meijers. I'm from the Netherlands. I live in Amsterdam. And I'm a legal designer. Uh, I'm the founder of Aclara Legal Design. And um, I'm a lawyer and an information designer. So combined, that makes me uh, a legal designer. <laughs> I love it. Um, <laughs> I, love, I love the explanation. Um, I'm definitely going to explore you know, what it means to be a legal designer. Um, yeah. and, 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 and the information design. Those are kind of terms of art. And they are increasingly used. So I, I do want to get on the same page. But before we get there, I actually want to learn more about you. Um, you know, before you got to sort of legal design, um, have you practiced law? What was your path to, to being here today talking about legal design? Well, I, I practiced law for, for 10 years. So I, um, uh, I worked uh, at uh, several law firms in the Netherlands and um, I specialized in insurance and liability mainly in financial law. Um, I worked at large uh, law firms, always in, in litigation. So I always uh, worked as a litigator. Counting backwards, I think I, around 2012, I started making very simple visualizations in my legal work, mainly because I was dealing with uh, complex structures, uh, large cases with so many different facts and, and, and parties that were involved. So I needed some kind of overview. I started making them visually. And I think a lot of lawyers uh, do that when they have a whiteboard in their office and they go and sketch uh, something out. Once you figure the whole issue, your case out and you, have it on your whiteboard, then people go back to their computers and they type everything in text. And I was like, that doesn't make sense to me. This, that sounds sounds like a waste of effort. Um, and then you have something in text and you send it to someone and that person has to do the same exercise in trying to understand what this is about. So I thought, why not use these visuals that I make? So at first I started sharing them with my colleagues um, and after a while I started um, sharing them with my clients and like the last couple of years uh, when I still practice law, um, it was just a regular part of my communication with my clients, but also to courts. So in any case I did, I made visualizations and uh, shared them with the court as part of my court submissions. I think that combined to me thinking about what my role was as a lawyer in litigation, I often had, I, I'm like, I've always been interested in, in innovation and innovation can be so many things. 
but I'm I'm always the person who's like, why do we do this? Can we do this better? And 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 the answer we've always done it this way. I think that's never the right answer. So that's that's always been my my position in 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 the team. <laughs> I guess at some point I was like, I'm not always sure whether the role I have as a lawyer in litigation, whether I'm part of my client's problem or of their client of or of their solution. <laughs> so. Um, Everything combined, at some point I decided, okay, making these visualizations and focusing on improved communication of legal information, that's something that I think a lot of people would benefit from. I thought, I think I'd better start my own business. <laughs> and I heard this term legal design. I was like, that sounds like something that I'm doing <laughs> already. Uh, and my business plan was like, I think legal design is a good idea. Let's start a business. So that's basically <laughs> I, I love it. So as you were sharing sort of visuals in, uh, internally, you know, um, realizing that translating visuals to words, words to images makes probably no sense sometimes. Sometimes you should just go with images. And you were sharing those images internally at work with your clients and with, uh, you know, courts. Um, what reaction did you see? Uh, was it encouraging um, or... Uh, Sometimes. Sometimes. Give me a few examples. Um, well, I think I've had, like, it really ranges from very positive to very negative. Um, of course, I think with anything you do in any job that's new to the people you work with, like, there, I think there is always going to be um, people that are more, uh, are innovative and they welcome new ideas. And there are always going to be people who are, um, uh, very conservative and never like change and there's a group in the middle I think that's the, and the group in the middle you can influence <laughs> um, <laughs> they, there's hope for the people in the middle good <laughs> yes yes definitely definitely <laughs> well I've I've had very uh, complicated uh, financial uh, products that were uh, uh, that were, uh, were involved in litigation and um, I made some visualizations and the, the partner who I worked with as like in the team where it, this was a big case, we usually worked in teams. Um, I was like, so I explained the whole uh, functionalities of the financial product in a visualization and I got the feedback. No, this is, this is too clear. <laughs> it's like, you can't, we don't want to use this. Let's pause for a second. Clarity is not always the goal. Yeah, we know that. Sometimes you write documents intentionally to be ambiguous. Uh, yeah, I know all about that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, of course. So, and and then I was like, hmm, <laughs> I think it is also our job to be transparent to some point, but it's, of course, well, you're acting on behalf of your client and, and you're biased. But, um, uh, yeah, so I've had those situations. I've also had situations where uh, partners that I work with were like, um, why are you uh, spending billable hours uh, to uh, make these illustration, whatever things, um, and we can't charge our clients for this. Um, so I've had, I've had those responses uh, too, of course. And with this partner, I said, like, our client is involved in uh, class actions in 10 jurisdictions. <laughs> they um, are really struggling to um, uh, 
to keep up to date and to know what's going on. So uh, infographics that I made um, showing per jurisdiction what was happening and, and what, was, what were most important things. Also as a live document to keep updating. I said, I think this is what our client wants from us. They want to feel in charge, even though there's so much going on. Uh, in the end, I was able to convince him uh, that my time spent on making these visualizations um, uh, were worth it and could be charged to the client. And of course, when I shared the infographics with the client, they were really happy uh, to have them. So that really helped. <laughs> I love it. I want to talk a little bit about the process. What is your process? And you, you kind of alluded to it that you know you need to sort of start with simplification of actual wording, chisel some things away. Uh, but maybe if you have to reduce it to like um, three, five steps um, yeah. that, you know, uh, folks can wrap their mind around and maybe then be on their own design journey or collaborate with designers like yourself. What are the yeah. sort of three, five steps to, to like the better privacy policy that is actually inviting and serving you yeah. uh, and, and, and meets your needs? Well, Let's assume that you already have some kind of privacy policy. So you have something in writing to start with. Like with some projects that I have, we start from scratch, like developing the whole uh, uh, document or design. But let's assume that you have something in writing, some something very plain and traditional. Um, um, I think for a lot of my clients, the first important thing is um, uh, and that requires constant attention um, to uh, the empathy part of uh, in design. So first, um, uh, who are you making this for? Your privacy statement is not about you. It's about the user. Like you are, um, of course, you have to have a privacy statement by law, um, um, but it's information that should be accessible to uh, to the user. So I think in a lot of my design uh, projects, the first couple of steps are talking to my client and asking them, who is this for? Who is this for? Who is this for? And like really digging deep into it because at first usually the answer is very, um, uh, uh, very general. Yes, it's like our business, our, all our business divisions. I was like, no, no, let's dig into that. So um, depending on the type of projects, um, we often make uh, uh, personas that really forces my client to really think about um, uh, so, so uh, for for people that have never done this before, making a persona is is um, um, shortly speaking, sort of generalized person that stands for part of your target audience. You can have ten personas, like um, um, maybe a man and a woman, and age groups, and can, like with different qualifications. Um, and making personas is useful, but I think the most important thing is. Um, uh, that my clients, which are usually lawyers, um, uh, understand that uh, you can never jump to redesigning anything if you don't have a very clear vision of who you're doing this for. So this is basically the, the first part. And um, it also usually includes doing interviews with people uh, that we recognize as being the users to ask them what they want, what they need. Um, and uh, so this is more the, the initial research phase. The second phase is more the design phase where so we start working on text. Um, sometimes when I, sometimes I give 
tips on how to make the wording better. And my clients are very eager to start um, crossing 50% out. Um, sometimes it's more difficult and I do a lot of text editing and uh, goes back and forth. This can feel sometimes to my clients as the messy bit because we go back and forth and back and forth on the text, but also I'm already making sketches and thinking about um, uh, what visualizations work. So uh, this can feel a bit messy, but um, I try to do this a lot in co-creation sessions. So um, uh, we use Mural, for example, so this online whiteboarding uh, platform and to just so people can add their ideas, add their suggestions, and I can work with some basic visuals, move them around um, um, and get some, like sometimes it's even uh, for my clients, it's unclear, like, is it three main things we want to communicate or four, for example? <laughs> so working together um, um, in, 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 in a co-creation session is very helpful. Um, I, I, those, those are great steps. Um, you know, I, 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 what I, what I um, really like to highlight is the process of clarifying what you're actually saying. Um, it forces you to look at your privacy policy from a different angle. And I, I love you, how you highlighted, do I, am I making three points or four? <laughs> or is it really five? Or is it really none? Um, I think that's an important kind of thing to go through. Um, and, and when you're redesigning document, it kind of forces you to go through that. Um, I also like the term you use, co-creation. Oh, that's a wonderful, wonderful phrase. And I, I you know, um, as you know, as a legal practitioner myself, especially when I practice more actively, you know, I, I think many of us, especially of us who succeed in this field, do it intuitively. Uh, this dialogue with a client about what do they want, where they're going, what their needs are, what their goals are, and you sort of. It's not like they come to you to recite law. I mean, they can Google yeah. it better than anyone, really. Um, it's, it's the process of synthesizing facts and laws and coming up with something yeah. unique and different, tailored to them. That's what we do. That's what I did as a tech general counsel, startup professional, yeah. as a tech lawyer, um, you know, uh, in many industries that uh, just came around. So this co-creation, I think we should really be more conscious in allowing ourselves that yes, we're a source of some knowledge and yes, our clients are a source of a lot of insights as well. And it's this uh, very uh, vibrant and fertile collaboration that will ultimately address their needs and will make it satisfying as a lawyer to give them legal advice. So I, I you know, whether you end up actually kind of designing yourself or but i really love that in the context of collaboration this co-creation concept yeah so but i think there's a there, there's a few more steps that i think you wanted to mention and i'm sorry i interrupted you oh, yeah. <laughs> for you yeah to finish that yeah yeah, yeah. well so so the, the so the design of phase is really a, uh, well the um the, a co-creation phase and of course that leads to at some point uh, determining what the text should be more or less and also what the design should be and, and we make a lot of iterations and as quickly as 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 we can um, uh, um, get to some kind of first uh, design that is um, um, uh, well it's definitely not done but it looks 
good enough to at least get get good uh, feedback. Um, and that's where we involve all, uh, all stakeholders if they weren't involved in, in every step yet. Um, and uh, with a lot of the end users, as many as we can to get their feedback and then have another uh, um, two or three or four rounds of iterations. Um, so that's more the, the, the feedback and, and iterating. Do you feel that when you sort of co-create with, with, your, with your clients, when you are in Mural, Mural or in, in any other tool, or actually just kind of whiteboarding or just like, you know, shooting ideas, brainstorming, or just involving them in this like generation of legal advice, whatever that means, do you think yeah. they love it? In your experience, mm-hmm. well, to be honest, I think I, as I mentioned before, I think in any group of people, so you have a couple of people that are open to innovation. You have the conservative uh, persons you probably never really convince, and you have like the middle group. I think the m- most people that I work with, because like, um, so because I have my own business, I'm an external party, so people contact me to work with me to do a legal design project. So the people that I work with on a day-to-day basis are usually the innovators that are already um, hooked on the concept of doing things differently. So in my experience, it usually um, works really well, this 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 concept of co-creation. And with some clients, it takes a bit more time for them to be comfortable to work, even like with on a different platform and 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 um uh work with some visuals um i've also needed some time at first to get more comfortable with sharing ugly designs like early stage designs and not work on it too much before um um there's no such thing as an ugly design there's a work in progress design and you know (laughs) ugly is subjective you know yeah (laughs) i I, you know it's it's actually really funny i you know i I, look i think visuals help and i love visuals and i'm a highly visual person who's also very trained in 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 visual arts however i don't think this the like the privacy policy is about visuals it's a fun if it is if it has drawings or pictures they're functional drawings and pictures um, you know, I, you know, they, they should be judged on the functionality first. Um, absolutely, absolutely. And, but this is, the, uh, so, and, and, and the privacy policy doesn't, um, even include a lot of visual visuals. It's mostly about layout and color and uh, and a couple of icons. So it's not very visual. Uh, but, s- but some designs yeah, are, yeah, are important, you know. Um, no, no, it's, that's important. But if I make something for a client that does include a lot more visuals, that's a process of refinement, and then you end up with that result. But like ten stages earlier, it's it's probably going to be messy. <laughs> um, and 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 sometimes I use some placeholder images for things. So, um, but I've gotten really com- I've gotten comfortable with um, uh, uh, working on this as uh, together as much as we can. Also, as you mentioned before, I think. For me, on a personal level, my, personal level, my role now as a designer is very different to my role as a lawyer in the sense that I don't know if you if you can relate to this, but as a lawyer, I I, I often felt the pressure to know things because um, your client is dependent on you to know things and to do things and. Um, there's always so much to know about the law, about the facts of the matter. You know, in my case, it was a little different. I, I ran away with a circus called Startup pretty early in my mm-hmm. career. And the thing is, 
you know, we were doing things that were not done before, like in every yeah. department from, you know, tech to, you know, finance to, you know, why law should be any different, you know, I, so I had no clue. So I, you know, I've been fortunate to, to work with people who sort of trust me that I can figure it out. Um, and I think I built my career on, on the concept of figuring things out. Yeah. Uh, it's because I think I've been blessed with working with people who are innovators and, and value. And I think that's precisely why, um, you know, I was hired is because I was like, hmm, I, don't, I have no idea, but you know, I am sure I can figure it out. <laughs> you know, I've gotten so far in life and, you know, despite yeah. the adversities. So I, I think that's the reason, but, but I, I think to your point, your audience may be a little different sometimes. And, um, and the, you know, um, sometimes, you know, you are looking, you know, you know, black one dictionary to some extent. And, and, yeah. and, um, yeah. and, and also I, I, I sometimes I could, I could get quite stressed about, um, not knowing what you don't know. And in your role as a lawyer, that can be uncomfortable. Um, where I think if I look at my, like me and like my my personal life and who 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 um who I I'm a creative person. I used to call myself a maker. I'm a, I'm a maker. I make things. I I yeah. have things and I want to make things. Um yeah. and like in in an artistic way or a craft kind of way. Um and actually my role now I get to be more curious because being curious is like. I don't know everything. I don't have to know everything. Let's investigate. Let's find out. And that, and that is, of course, where also the empathy comes in and where you do research. It's like, I'm not going to, I don't have to know everything. I'm not <laughs> going to I know everything. And it's actually a really good thing that we're going to explore this. And I sometimes I even ask my clients, so what is a contract or what is litigation? And they look at me blankly because they, they do know that I know what it is. But I was like, um, what is it? What is it for? Who is it for? Let's start with that. And I think that's, well, to me, that's fascinating. And I think it really triggers people to think differently. And um, I can, like, I know you're very familiar with design thinking. <laughs> there are so many things I can say about legal design that how it can help and et cetera. But one thing I think is also very important to stress that I see a lot of my clients actually being surprised, like, oh, we can do this in a different way. It's sort of, I sometimes, I, I, I see my clients like almost literally, they like they look relieved. It's like, oh, we can do this. Oh, this is so much more like easy to work with, or I don't have to flip through all these pages anymore, or um, I, I like uh, being able to reduce the amount of questions that we get from, like based on our advice. So I think it does make lawyers happier in what they do. And that's not, I can't guarantee. Hey, if you, you know, you cannot, there is, you know, being a happy lawyer is a thing, I'm, I'm telling you. Um, it, it really makes a huge difference. How do you encourage your 
clients to co-create with you? Well, I found that it it really depends on 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 the project. It really depends on what people are involved, um, uh, um, uh, what uh, like the characters of the people, but also what kind of stakeholders are involved, um, uh, how high or low profile the project is, uh, and still a lot of my clients are taking their first steps into legal design. So we determine what the project is that is not so high profile that we need like lots of layers of management involved uh, because then you can get anything done. My process uh, depends on each uh, um, uh, client and each um, uh, process. But um, I think it still comes down to what I said before, that the people um, who hire me already have taken their first step into do doing yeah, things. It's a, it's a self-selected group of folks yeah. uh, that, that is already there. And it's usually in the initial initial brief, like we want to make this shorter or we want to uh, reduce the amount of time that this business division um, 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 asks from our legal department. Um, or, or we have these compliance policies that no one reads. So their objective is already in the brief. Yeah, so their, their objective is one there, but and two, they, know, they probably know how to measure it, right? If you want to reduce time, there is a pretty clear path to hey, it took you know ten hours. I will take two minutes. Let's yeah. and, and there's sort of milestones built in. And um, you know, there's some comments that you know, look, your clients really need a knowledgeable lawyer. Absolutely, your clients yeah. absolutely need a knowledgeable lawyer. Yeah. That's that, that's table stakes. I completely agree with you, Jen and Lynn. And then you know, you can give them so much more. Right, giving a competent advice has. Um, doesn't have to stop at the information giving. Um, the giving company advice could, you know, how do we implement it? How do you know? And that's what in-house lawyers often do. We 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 take the law and we even determine the 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 right advice. But then there is a sort of the execution part, right? How do you actually make it a living, breathing thing in your company? Um, and how you drive kind of the results, is including the bottom line results. And that's where the design process could actually make sure that the like, competent advice you're providing to your customers that you work so hard actually has a significant impact. We're coming to the end. Um, I want to make sure that, uh, you know, I will give opportunities to folks uh, to have next steps. Um, you know, and I also want to ask a question around enforceability. So this is wonderful. This is maybe easy to use um, and functional and maybe even drives results for your bottom line of your business. Uh, but, you know, what do you think if this is challenged? What do you think if you have a breach and then you have to deal, I don't know, with GDPR issues? Because those are functional documents. They Yes, they need to be you know, probably easy to read and transparent and relatable and inviting, wonderful things. But first and foremost, they're shields. <laughs> you know, they are, they have a function of being a shield in a battlefield. You know, you're a former litigator, I'm a former litigator. Privacy policy is your first defense. So will it stand in court? No, I think the first function is uh, to inform the, the users how you use their personal information. I think that's the first use. Um, um, as a business owner, yes, it can also be a shield. Well, for my business, I, I just want to, I want it to be transparent. 
will it hold up in court? I think so. I mean, this is this is um, uh, um, uh, uh, this is designed together with a lawyer with their exper expertise. And of course, I I have my background in law, but the specific privacy expertise. Um, and um, I think it will hold up in court because at the end of the day, it's like the privacy statement should say how you're using the uh, the data, what use what data you're using. Um, and under which conditions. I think this privacy statement says that. And I'm like, I just want it to be accessible. Uh, so I don't think, so my main objective is not um, for it to be a shield. And I feel comfortable and confident enough as a business owner uh, to have this as my privacy statement. And most importantly, well, also for me, I think if you're a multinational, you have different interests as well. Well, it's like, I think I've I've shown to be as transparent as I can about the personal data that I'm using. So if in case of any conflict, I really hope not to have to litigate. <laughs> I've done yeah, it for way too long. I mean, the way, you know, I, the, the reality is handshake agreements actually Stand up in court. This is yeah. better than a handshake agreement any time. So yeah. I, I am with you that you know um, this will stand in court. Um, yeah. You know, will you know the the question is, will may there be ambiguities because there may be pictures or fewer words? But you know, more words doesn't make it any less ambiguous. I, I, we know that much. Um, you know, there is numerous decisions. Of all, interpreting all kinds of documents where, you know, you can read it 500 different ways and hence why there's a dispute. So I, I you know, this question comes up all the time. I, I, I feel very comfortable as a lawyer saying, hell yes. Yeah. And I'm happy to be your lawyer defending this thing in court. Yeah. <laughs> to the well, extent you have <laughs> represent you. Um, yeah. I'm pretty comfortable with that. Yeah. 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 So I feel I feel the same. But in fact, I feel confident, confident enough having this, um, and um, and and it doesn't need any more words. Yeah, yeah. I, I, it's funny, and I, I like it that you corrected me that the first function of the privacy policy is to be useful uh, to uh, your, your 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 customer. You know, it's a, it's an agreement, right? Both parties need to get something out of the bargain. Um, you know, I think there is definitely, you know, your customers are important and you drive traffic, you know, but also I think as, you know, you as a lawyer, you're there to also protect your, your client, right? So, yeah. Yeah. And, that's, and that's what you get in the bargain as, 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 as a service provider. So both are, I think, equally important. And I think you can get to that result. Uh, and possibly if you're a sophisticated party, like, like Anna, you're a great designer, Stefani is a great designer, Tessa are great designers, um, you know, with the help of a competent designer and with an amazing lawyer like Janeline, um, I think you can get to an amazing place. Uh, both parties get what, uh, what they value, uh, which is one is protection, yeah. the other one is clarity. Um, but also I think it's just, it's never, I think it's never good enough to to stay in your comfort zone just because it's comfortable. It's like when when you think this this time or uh, um, uh, well um, uh, or new legislation or um, the way you want to present yourself as a business, so whatever the driver is, to look, <laughs> to look at how can we do this best.
And I think an accessible, engaging uh, document is better than traditional. <laughs> so it's out. Hands out. Absolutely. We can have this conversation all day. Thank you so much, Anna. This has been so wonderful. I, I really enjoyed this conversation. Thank you so much. Bye, everyone.